millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. And welcome to 2024, and that's what people do are back in the new year. My name is James, and I'm joined by Ryan. How you doing, Ryan? How's your new year? Yeah, you are. Uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, happy, hello, everyone. Uh, happy Happy New Year, 2024. Um, it's wild, isn't it? It's like, it's just time just doesn't stop. Um, it's one of those things, it's a concept, and you're someone, you're someone there. As you get older, you start to realise what time actually means. When you're a kid, you just don't care. You see, I saw an interesting thing about this the other day. Um, <clears throat> that as you get older, time moves faster because it takes up less portion of your life. So when you're like one years old, a year is your entire life. So that's all that you know. So when you're six, a year is just a sixth of your life. So it seems fucking long. But when you're like 30, a year is a 30th of your life. So it's shorter. So it seems shorter to you. That, that, Do you know that, what I mean? No. <laughs> so when you're like 50, a year is a 50th of your life. Yeah. You've already done it 50 times before. But when you're like 10, it's a 10th. You've only been through it 10 times. So it seems like a greater amount of time to you because you haven't experienced time as much. That sounds like a mathematician who is just trying to be smart at a dinner party would say that. You see, um, it really made sense to me. Like, I just, I when I read it, I was like, wow, that's, that makes no that sense makes a lot to me. Of sense. I think the reason why time moves faster as you get older is because you've got more stuff to do. And so, therefore, you say that, I things don't really go do quicker. Much. <laughs> Your days not drag. Yeah. Yeah, there you go. But then, Whereas... when I, but, then when I, but then when I look back at the year, I think, fuck, that went quick. Yeah, all the time. I don't like it. Time's getting too it's going too quick. I will be thirty one this year and I just don't know what to do with myself. Um, that is terrifying. I know, it's scary, isn't it? Um but yeah. All good. How was your new year? Um how what did you get up to? Yeah, it was nice. Went around to her friends, had some drinks, played some games, just very chilled. You went to London, didn't you? We did, yeah. Cause, uh, so on New Year's Eve, the episode that went out on New Year's Eve, I said 
that we hadn't yet figured out what we were going to do because we hadn't managed to book a hotel or anything in London. We did manage to book a hotel in London, and yes, we got to see. If you if you follow us on socials, you saw I was uh, by Tower Bridge, uh, which is right near the Tower of London in in central London, and uh, yeah, we got to see the fireworks kicking off, and yeah, it was a nice nice atmosphere. Like I said, it would be. It was really nice. Enjoyed it. Nice, happy for that. But there was some big news over sort of the end of December and start of January, which segues perfectly into the episode of Gypsy Rose Blanchard was able to celebrate her Christmas or late Christmas with her family because on December 28th, she was released. So we're going to do something that we've never, ever, ever done on this podcast before, which is really exciting and do an episode on someone that we've already done an episode (laughs) on. Sounds lazy, doesn't it? But it is an update. Yes. But I've had to, I've completely rewritten this like it's a new episode. And if you go back and listen to our first one, which you absolutely should, that was more of a review of the documentary Mommy Dead and, Dead and Dearest, which we still discuss the story. Um, but this one obviously updates with what is Gypsy up to now? What's happened in the days since her release? Because it's a hot topic at the minute. Everyone's sort of clamoring to get an interview with her. Mm. We won't. Um, but we can relay the information that she has said. Yeah, I wonder about that because you know, like obviously she's she is showing up on quite a lot of interviews. Um, she has a uh, three-part documentary series exclusive with Lifetime over in America uh, coming out next week. Um, how much money do you think she is charging? Uh, or do she's you think she's raking it in? Do you think no, she is making in. money out of it? Yeah, she's got a book coming out as well. It's one of those that, like, um, apparently, it's a thing. Like, if you're a prisoner, you cannot make money off of your crime so like while she's in prison she can't like write a book and then take any of the proceedings from that but i don't know if that's a thing in america but i've heard this well, it's, it's a thing very somewhere. handy that it's all happening a few weeks after a release then, isn't it yeah so i wonder even then if like if you do that it must go through like someone else like a dad or something like that like, he'll be the one that makes money off of it not her because like oh, I don't, it, don't it is a bit it is a bit wrong, isn't it, where if, you know, if you're making money off of your crime, but then having said that, arguably we're making money off of her crime too, because if you're listening to this, there oh, are yeah. ads on this. <laughs> yeah, you, everyone's capitalising. It's great. Money makes the world go round. Yeah, I mean, at the end of the day, you, you're all listening to it for a reason. It's because you're all fucking dirt. You're nasty, horrible people listening to true crime stuff, aren't you? So. <laughs> yeah, everyone's got some morbid obsession with it. And it is yeah. a fascinating story. So really how this is. episode is going to go? Uh, we're gonna we're gonna discuss her story. So if you if you've never heard of Gypsy Red Blanchard and you just clicked on this episode for some bizarre fucking reason, you you're gonna get her story again. And then we'll go into the days of after prison, what she's been up to, and then sort of a a moral discussion about whether it's one whether it's right that she is out of prison, and two uh, sort of her her mental state. We're not therapists, but we'll have a good go. Oh yeah. So our previous episode, as I said, was more of a review of the documentary, but we did also follow the story as it went, um, and I think we did hit all the key points. Um, but this episode, we'll just recap and how things occurred. Uh, for those who are worried that it will be the same, it won't be because, as I said, I've completely rewritten it. I went, I actually got my script up of of the last episode that we did, and because we watched a documentary, that entire script was just bullet points, so I couldn't use any of it. So this is all new. Hey. And I was really fucking angry at myself for just bullet pointing things. Yes. Um, Hooray for putting in the work. <laughs> yeah. Wasn't 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 pleased. So Gypsy Rose Blanchard was born in 1991 to her mother Claudine 
D.D. Blanchard, who is most commonly referred to as D.D., and that is what we shall be calling her from here on out. D.D. is a vital part of this story, as without the years of abuse that she inflicted on Gypsy, which resulted in her murder, there literally wouldn't be anything to talk about. The web of lies began when Gypsy was just a baby, as Dee Dee claimed that her daughter suffered from sleep apnea, which was the first of many times that she would fabricate health issues. It should be noted that Dee Dee was well known to the rest of her family as a liar and potentially a criminal. They believed that Dee Dee starved her own mother to the point of death. It's very telling that when Dee Dee died, which we'll get to later, nobody in the family wanted to collect her ashes. The mother and daughter would become well-known and would have holidays paid for alongside their home and other luxuries because of Gypsy's supposed illnesses. They would meet celebrities, go to Disney, and just get loads of free stuff, all because everyone believed that Gypsy was an incredibly sick child. But she wasn't. In a filed document, Dee Dee outlined that Gypsy had asthma, epilepsy, hearing and vision impaired, fed with a feeding tube, paralysed from the waist down, learning difficulties, muscular dystrophy, leukaemia lung disease, incontinence, a heart murmur, anemia, hyperventilation, and quadriplegia. Which is quite a lot of things for a child to be going through. Mm. Allegedly. Gypsy was confined to a wheelchair and subjected to a litany of medications, surgeries, and invasive treatments, including the removal of her salivary glands and the extraction of her rotting teeth. Her mum did not brush her teeth. Yeah, that's why, like, you see in pictures, she's got those, like, silver teeth yeah, around yeah, yeah. the back, but she's got no, like, none at the front. Yeah. Weird. Yeah, it's, it's quite, it's quite striking. Yeah, nowadays, is where it's quite striking. They're almost it like, what, what's up with their teeth? This is what, they were all fucking removed because they were rotted. Dee Dee was remarkably good at maintaining the illusion of her daughter's illnesses. She had some nursing training, which meant that she could accurately describe symptoms and even administer medications to simulate certain conditions. She was also very charming, which meant that she could often manipulate doctors into getting what she wanted. When Gypsy Rose was old enough to communicate, Dee Dee instructed her not to volunteer any information during medical appointments, maintaining control over the narrative of her daughter's fabricated story. Even Gypsy's father, Rod Blanchard, was deceived. Dee Dee informed him that their daughter suffered from a chromosomal order that explained her myriad of health problems. If you look at pictures of Dee Dee and Gypsy when they're together in public, they will most likely always be hand in hand or Dee Dee will have her hand on Gypsy in some way. And when Gypsy began to speak out of line, Dee Dee would just give her a bit of a squeeze and tell mm. her to shut the fuck up. That that yeah. meant to stop talking. Yeah, that's, that's tricky, isn't it? it you know, you said about the doctor and like when Gypsy gets to a point where she's like old enough to sort of have have some thoughts. She's yeah. like, you don't you don't talk to the doctor. You don't say anything. You just sit there quietly. Like, does does it no point the doctor sort of be like, uh, you know, Gypsy, uh, you're old enough to tell me yourself. How are you feeling? I think because her mum had said that she had med- uh, mental difficulties and like learning difficulties, that she would just have to be her voice for the rest of her life. Yeah, no, fair enough. I, I, do you know what? As, as I said it and you answered, I was thinking, I just thought of myself. It, it, I'm looking at Gypsy as she is now and trying to put her in that situation. Yeah, exactly. It, I think it's very important to remember if you are clued up with the gypsy story, if you're not, then obviously this makes no sense to you. But if you are, uh, gypsy, as as you're explaining right now, has no fucking reference about the world. She doesn't know what's right or wrong at this point. She's just, her mum is her world. That's all she knows. She doesn't know anything mm-hmm. else. Um, 
Whereas now she's a, she's a, she's a fucking grown ass adult. And she woman. believes herself at this point that she's really sick because she's just been told, and doctors are performing operations on her and stuff like. At that point, you 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 believe it. Yeah, no, I think yeah, that's, that's really good and important to remember because it's been a while since we looked at this case, and and now she's free and she's a grown ass woman. It's easy to forget, but yeah, as a as a teenage girl who thinks she's a lot younger she that's all she knows because she's been told this stuff and she genuinely believes a lot of it yeah so yeah and a lot of stuff comes up about her dad and how her dad didn't realize gypsy had very limited contact with her father but he was also genuinely deceived by dd and he is now that she's out doing as much as he can spend as much time with uh his daughter as possible and sort of make up what happened dd and rod are separated at this point um, mm. yeah and we, we said the we said um last time when we talked about documentary like he seems like a genuinely nice guy yeah he is genuinely deceived he tried to give like um financial support and wanted desperately to be involved we i think we go into i, I admitted this part from this episode for some reason but in the last episode we went into more detail about how rod and Dee met and I think it was just like a, a fling I think it wasn't yeah, it was. like a committed relationship yeah a bit of a shotgun wedding really wasn't it um I don't think they were they, 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 I think he got her she's a lot older than him and he, yeah, yeah. he got her pregnant on like a night out or something like a really quick fling she got pregnant she kept the kid and he was like well I guess I'm gonna have to step up now so then just tried to be a dad and I think she pulled away right yeah uh, he has since expressed regret at not uh, spotting the signs of abuse, saying, I had my doubts, but I mean, you're staying at Ronald McDonald's house and staying in hospital for a week. How do you question that? <laughs> Dee Dee also used Hurricane Katrina to her advantage, as she claimed that she was the victim of the tragic event, which allowed her to relocate from Louisiana to Missouri in 2005. She did this mainly to get away from relatives who were beginning to question Gypsy's apparent health battles. She also said that the hurricane destroyed medical records, which doctor doctors, for whatever reason, just accepted. However, some doctors were sceptical, as one picked up on the fact that Gypsy had muscle in her leg, despite the fact that her mom said that she couldn't walk and that she could actually support her own weight. If you had been wheelchair-bound for your entire life and never used your legs, that would not be the case. In his uh, medical record, I guess, journal, I'm not sure what it is, he, he wrote that the mother is not a good historian. She was a master manipulator. Yeah, that is damning, isn't it? It's quite telling. But again, nothing came of this. I think people need to go back and look at the doctors and be like, why the fuck did you have these thoughts and just didn't say anything? Yeah, because that's so interesting. Like, you, If you look at astronauts that have been in space for like, what are they, were they up there for like a year or something whilst they're doing their little job? Um, their muscles like proper atrophy whilst they're in yeah, space yeah, yeah. they get used so when, to their climate yeah, when they come back down they have to be carried for a while and put in wheelchairs to build up the muscle right so the fact that she is supposed to be in wheelchair bound for the entirety of her fucking life and the doctor's like damn girl you got some strikingly good calves for a girl yeah, in a wheelchair like if you look at the um in India, they have the the bubbers who who do things to get closer to God, and you have the guy who's had his hand yeah. raised in the air for however many years, and he, there's nothing left of that arm. It's just skin no, and bone. It is, isn't it? And he can't even pull it down. No, it's stuck there. That's his arm. He can't he can't feel it anymore. Yeah, that's it's crazy. impressive. We'll, we should do an episode about them at one point. It's a really interesting story. But anyway, uh, as Gypsy got older, Dee Dee realised that she did have a battle on her hands to keep this teenager under control. She began to falsify Gypsy's age, going as far to alter her birth certificate. 
But as her daughter grew older, Gypsy's spirit was becoming increasingly difficult for her mother to subdue. In 2008, Gypsy visited a neurologist in Missouri who suspected that she was the victim of Munchausen syndrome by proxy. Unfortunately, the doctor didn't take this any further as they believed there wasn't enough evidence to support the case. In 2009, an anonymous tip prompted caseworkers to investigate Dee Dee's baseless medical claims. However, Dee Dee's convincing explanations led them to believe that no further action was necessary. Spoiler alert, Gypsy was indeed the victim of Munchausen by proxy. But what is it? And this is direct from the National Health Service website. Munchausen syndrome is a rare psychological and behavioural condition in which somebody fabricates or induces symptoms of illness in themselves. Munchausen syndrome is named after a German aristocrat, Baron Munchausen, who became famous for telling wild, believable tales about his exploits and pasts. Munchausen by proxy is when somebody else convinces you that you are sick and treats you as such. Hmm. Ah, yeah. I always thought as well it was that you get satisfaction out of... So Didi... Didi has Munchausen's anyway, right? So she gets the satisfaction from being like, oh, I'm sick, help me, like, and then gets that. Mm. But she also gets it from going, oh, look at my fucking, like, horribly disabled daughter who's got all of these, like, all these awful issues. Look, give me I sympathy, think, give me attention. The, yeah, I think there was many things leading into it. And because she's dead, we'll never really find out. Some investigators say that she just wanted the financial aspect of it because people would donate and she'd get loads of free shit meet celebrities which obviously is cool but then also she liked having just the complete control over her daughter yeah i think it's the control angle really yeah well everything else was an added bonus because disneyland for free disneyland's oh, fucking yeah. expensive it fucking is you know no wonder they give it as a treat for super bowl fucking winners <laughs> yeah as you can imagine gypsy didn't want to live a life bound to a wheelchair having breathing tubes and other needless medical procedures especially when she was starting to figure out for herself that she was actually a healthy person. So she attempted to run away. She made a friend in Arkansas. And I'm going to pause right there because why is Arkansas spelt Arkansas? You've literally got a state called Kansas and then you stick AR in the front. It makes it Arkansas. It makes no sense. Sort your language out. Who opened up uh, about what was going on and he told her to come live her life with him. So one night she hitched a ride with a stranger and made her way to her friend. Dee Dee found out where she was and went and collected her. She smashed her computer and threatened to smash her hands if she did it again and used a leash and handcuffs to keep her in the bed. She also found a way to convince medical staff and the police that Gypsy had severe learning difficulties so nobody would ever believe her if she tried to speak out, which answers the earlier question. Eventually, Gypsy was allowed back online and began seeking companionship on dating sites, including ones specifically targeted at Christian's It was here that she met Nicholas Gojon. The pair struck up a friendship which quickly became romantic, which then turned into sort of a sexual relationship that was very sinister. Gypsy wanted a fairy tale romance, but Nicholas was into BDSM and other stuff like that. He managed to convince Gypsy to go along with it, and Nicholas had been arrested before for watching porn in public and touching himself in a McDonald's, which is a no-no. An ex of his reached out to Gypsy, saying that he's a bad guy, but... Sometimes when you get into a new relationship and their ex messages you and like, hey, don't do this, you just think that ex is jealous, so you ignore it. In this instance, Gypsy sh- probably should have listened. Mm. And and when you say he was masturbating in a McDonald's, remember, do you remember how long it was? It, it was for it was a long time, wasn't it? Seven hours. 
how can a man go that long? Yeah, <laughs> I swear that was the number. If I'm wrong, uh, you Maybe know, I'll take that, my half nothing, and eat that it, doesn't ring a bell for me. But seven hours is the number I've got in my head for how long he was in that McDonald's just publicly masturbating. Why didn't throw him out anyway? Don't masturbate at McDonald's, anyone. It's frowned upon. Here, that's what people do. We are against public masturbation. Apart from <laughs> we, the Diogenes episode, in which case we kind of supported public masturbation. I don't know. Well, I don't know where no we stand on public masturbation. No yeah, he had no home to go to, so every, everything he did was outdoors. True. I don't know. Anyway, Nicholas had autism and also took medication for multiple personalities, and he told Gypsy that he wanted them all to have a girlfriend, so she created other personalities to match him. Their relationship was mainly online, and they would share sexual images. Her personalities, one was a kitty, which was a child, uh, one was called Candy, and one was called Ruby, which had more of an evil side, which sort of matched um, Nicholas's vampire personality, which tells you pretty much everything you need to know. Yeah. After a year of online back and forth, she opened up to Nicholas about her situation with her mum, and they discussed murdering her. This was called Plan B, as it just started out as a baseless idea. Gypsy and Nicholas first met at a cinema when Dee Dee was present to see Cinderella, and Nick claimed that the pair had sex in a bathroom. In interviews, Nicholas said that Dee Dee was polite to him and came across as a nice person. However, things soon took a turn when Gypsy became desperate to get out of her situation. So, plan B of killing Dee Dee soon became a very real scenario. In 2015, Nicholas carried out the gruesome murder. He came to her hometown and the pair waited for Dee Dee to fall asleep. Gypsy gave Nick instructions on how to get into the house quietly. On the night of the murder, the mother and daughter painted each other's nails and Gypsy acted like everything was okay. Gypsy said the last words her mother said to her was, Don't hurt me. Gypsy then hid in the bathroom with her hands over her ears as Nick went into Dee Dee's bedroom and stabbed her to death, reportedly 17 times. Nicholas had mentioned before the murder that he wanted to rape Dee Dee, but Gypsy didn't want this, so she told Nicholas that he could rape her as long as he didn't rape her mother, which he then proceeded to do. Following the murder, the pair went to a motel together and there are videos of them laughing together. They stole $5,000 from Dee Dee and proceeded to post the knife from Gypsy's house to Nicholas's house where the pair moved. Gypsy then posted that bitch is dead on Dee Dee's Facebook and even implied that she was raped. She seemed very celebratory, which kind of leads into the debate later on. Mm. The two fled to Nicholas's home in Wisconsin, where they were eventually apprehended by police. During the first police interviews, Gypsy denied all knowledge of the murder and claimed that she wasn't involved at all. Her lawyer, armed with medical records that documented years of abuse, managed to secure a plea deal. In 2016, Gypsy pleaded guilty to second-degree murder, resulting in a 10-year prison sentence. A pivotal moment during the trial was when Gypsy walked into the courtroom completely unaided, which left her family in shock as they'd all been convinced that she was paralysed from the waist down and was unable to walk. This is when the penny dropped about what had really been going on. As for Nicholas, the man who committed the murder at Gypsy's request was found guilty of first-degree murder in 2018 and later received a life sentence in prison without the possibility of parole. Gypsy opened up in an interview with Dr. Phil prior to her release, stating that she felt like the sentence that she got was too harsh, as she said that 10 years was too much. She said, 
I do believe that I do deserve to spend some time in prison for the crime, but also I understand why it happened and don't believe I'm in the right place to get the help that I need. At the time, I knew I was being abused, but I didn't know exactly what kind of abuse it was. I just knew that I wasn't allowed to do a lot of things and my mother was the reason. She would force me to be in a wheelchair and force me to go to the doctor's appointments that I didn't need. I just wanted that life to stop. Ultimately, I didn't want her dead. I just wanted that life to stop and that life to be dead. In the same interview, she also suggested that Nicholas should have taken her to the police instead of killing her mum and also kind of insinuated that he should have acted his age, which seems a bit bizarre to me. On December 28th, 2023, Gypsy was released from prison. So what has happened since? She served seven years of her 10-year sentence. Mm, yeah. Cool. Um, wow, what a, what a roundup. <laughs> yeah, you don't need to and, read any articles on it, just listen to this. Well, and not only is it like a really good roundup, it, it, it helps to show how wild this case is because in such a short little confined little roundup there there are so many twists and turns and there is so much more stuff that we cover in our last episode when we talk about it that is not in this episode so in terms of like context of some of the stuff like go back and listen to that and then listen to this because that will make more sense to you um Mm -hmm. because this is absolutely wild um now I really quickly, I was just having a little look uh, whilst you mentioned that they managed to get her a plea deal, so she got a second degree murder. Um, now, I managed to find this on findlaw.com saying second degree murder uh, is generally either an unplanned intentional killing, uh, which would be reacting in the heat of the moment when angry, um, or is a death caused by a reckless disregard for human life. Now, I don't necessarily know where that comes in with her, but... It's a really interesting case, isn't it? Because she's not the one that plunged the knife. Exactly, right. So but she that... was, But she did buy the murder weapon, and she did tell the murderer how to get into the house, and she did ask the murderer to do it. She gave the murderer all the necessary tools that they would need to carry out said murder. Yeah. Um, so... A first degree murder is premeditated intentional killings, right? Like stalking someone before murdering them. Like you've planned this out, you know what you're doing. Mm-hmm. Arguably, she is in that first degree murder category because she's planned this out with Go John, right? Yep. Second degree, though, because she's not the one who does it herself. And all of the abuse that she goes through leading up to that point, I think, gives her that sort of sympathy edge. Of course, the, the abuse, like, context needs to be taken into account here because she has been abused for the entirety of her life. Yeah. yeah. So it could be seen as self-defence, in a way. It's tricky, right? It's because the main thing was, and you said this, Go John really should have taken her to the police and got her help. Like, that, that yeah, was... Well, that's, that what, was... that's what she said. That's what she said that she, should have happened. Yeah, yeah, but then at the same point, she should have asked for that. Exactly. But she, she has stated afterwards, like in interviews since, that she should have just told her dad what was going on. Which, oh, absolutely. Yeah, maybe. But then again, uh, forgive me, I don't know if you know off the top of your head, but how old was she when this happened? Oh, fuck. Uh, I don't know off the top of my head. She served seven, she's 32 now, and she served seven years from uh, 2016. So someone did the maths. She was 23. There you go. Okay, so she was 23 when this all happened. Now, I think I do think it's important to remember, and 
not that we're being sympathetic or justifying anything, but she was 23 when this happened, but she's not a regular 23-year-old. She believes that she's somewhere like, she's like 14, 15. Yeah, and her mum lied about her age and stuff, so maybe she even believed that she was younger. Yeah, so like she's had to do a lot of growing up whilst even in prison. She's had to like effectively learn how to be an adult and almost she's had to do almost 10 years of growing up uh, in in such a short period of time just to get to uh, her actual age, if that makes sense. Mm. Because she's been living this life of a very childlike life, you know, dressing up as uh, a Disney princess or having a wee little bow in her shaved head and all this kind of stuff. Like, that was her life. Um, So I suppose putting on her things like, you should have gone to the police, maybe that wasn't necessarily... uh, No, that's victim blaming at that point, isn't it? Yeah, maybe that's not right to say that's what she should have done because maybe that's not a very smart thought that she should have had at that time but then at the same time she's on this dating site but um, i don't know we said this before when like she's on this dating site um i think someone says it in the documentary when they're like you can you can take or hide things from kids as much as you like but they will fucking find it and when it came to like sex you know yeah yeah, yeah. there's only so much that Dee Dee could hide her from this she will find this and when she found it she went all in and then it yeah. just so happens that she found Go John. He he kind of, she just plays up to whatever he wants to do because she has no reference. She's got no mm-hmm. idea of what she wants to do or what you know what she's into. Um, so she will literally just do whatever he wants. So when he's like, oh, I've got loads of personalities. I want all my personalities to have a girlfriend. She's like, okay. So then she has to make yeah. personalities up for him. Um, so I don't know. But then saying that you want to kill someone, is that a is that a smart thought or is that a very basic simple thought i think it's someone at the end of their tether is it's really fascinating how like this whole murder thing went down and people because she was involved she was heavily involved in the murder like if you take all the context away she's still heavily like she murdered her mum without plunging the knife there's a really interesting case going on in america at the minute which is not very similar but kind of there was a school shooter forget his name really really prominent school shooter and his parents are on trial for like not seeing the signs and like i think they might have bought him some weapons or something and then he went and shot up a school and now they're on trial for like second degree murder uh uh it's it's really interesting yeah that's interesting my my instinct is uh no one should be buying their children guns in the first place so america that's what you should be fucking on trial for buying your kid a fucking gun that's dumb but well, this, this is a cultural difference isn't it because we're over here like whenever i see a gun in public like if you're at the airport or like there's armed police walking around i immediately go oh, fucking me he's got a gun no but i'm Whereas sorry but... i imagine it in america if you see someone walk past with a gun you're like oh, it's no, just a tuesday isn't it well i don't i don't necessarily i don't know i'm sorry this is gonna upset a lot of americans i'm really sorry but i don't necessarily think that uh, oh it's a cultural difference is an excuse for it like a cultural difference that can directly hurt people is that acceptable i don't know if that is like just say, but it's no, a not at all. Di- i think it's the equivalent of someone buying their kid here just a, a pack of knives yeah like oh, your kid didn't need it yeah exactly kid don't need that your kid don't need a gun fuck off <laughs> yeah but oh. then there's a whole they're, they're you know what they're like in america they like to go hunting and 
guns are just it depends what state you're in of course like i imagine some people in america listening to this right now being like that is not the case which is fair mm. but then others who will have been brought up around guns for their entire life mm. anyway this is not a debate about gun control that's a whole separate thing so what has happened in the days since gypsy has been released because it hasn't been that long um, some an interesting point is that she refused to take part in any therapy during her time in prison, which has left some of her family and friends concerned about her mental health, especially as the media is sort of circulating around her. But also, she needs to fucking sort of compute what has happened in the previous 32 years of her life. She's been through a lot. Mm. And if anyone needs therapy, I'm not going to like, maybe, maybe she's fine. I don't know. But it seems like if anyone should need therapy. I mean, Gypsy needs therapy. The fact that she's like rejected all forms of therapy offered, I don't know if that should have been the case. I think she should have been like forced to have therapy. And when I say forced, I don't mean like stripped to a chair and a shit, but like, you know, like in the office when Michael has to sit with Toby for like six sessions, yeah, 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 like yeah. she should just have yeah. to be made to go see a therapist. Whether she it, talks it, it or should not. Have been... No, I think it should be like part of her parole. You yeah. should seek help. Yeah, absolutely. I don't care whether, you know, um, she's fine or not no 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 like you've been through a fucking lot and you need to talk this shit out like she definitely needs to talk this shit out because all she's gonna do now is just talk to the fucking media anyway make fucking bank so what's the difference yeah exactly maybe that is her therapy i don't know but it's not professional help is it no but anyway Uh, on to something a bit more fun she said that it's been her dream to meet taylor swift because taylor swift sort of through her songs told her like what womanhood is which, to be fair, like loads of like uh, young women probably feel the same. Everyone fucking loves Taylor. I like listening to Taylor's music. She hasn't taught me what womanhood is, but I think she's cool. Anyway, she said that um, she had tickets to go and see Kansas City Chiefs, where Travis Kelsey plays. For anyone that's not up to date on sort of pop culture, Travis Kelsey and Taylor Swift are together, uh, and Taylor goes and vi- yeah, it's fucking irritating games watching she, those games. She can. It's fucking annoying. I imagine, yeah, because every game um, is just. How often can we look at Taylor Swift? And you're like, right now, but I'm trying to watch the game. <laughs> yeah, there's been, there's been a big pushback from the NFL as yeah. well, NFL fans. Um, sadly, Gypsy was unable to use the tickets that she had bought because her parole officer ordered her to leave Missouri. Um, it's not really known why, but it's largely believed because it was her own safety because everyone was sort of like scrambling to get to her. Mm. So they just told her to sort of go away for a little bit. Um yeah, they, she did spend a belated Christmas with her dad and family, that, and then there's pictures of like yeah, having New Year's. And I've stuff. seen that picture of her with her dad and that, and that's nice. I really like that picture because you know, yeah, you've come out of prison, and the dad's been there since the start. Like ever since she's been showing up mm. at prison at, at at court and everything, he was there. And uh, you see it in the documentary when she's sent down, um, the dad and and her stepmom. You know, they give her a hug and they're like, listen, we'll be here waiting for you when you get out. And yeah, lo and behold, she's out and she's now with them. Um, and they're there to sort of support her. <sighs> um, I like it. I, yeah, she's never going to meet fucking Taylor Swift. Like, if you're any sort of self-respecting person, you're not going to actively meet this woman because she's so controversial. Um, can we have sympathy for her, though? This is right, This is a big debate at the minute, is that People are almost like celebrating her. If you go on her Instagram, and she has TikTok now, she's all over social media. Oh, I'm not surprised. Go go into the comments, and people are like raving about her. 
like being like gypsy you're amazing you deserve this 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 and i i get it to a point she went through so many years of abuse and she got her she, like she got out like it is incre it's incredible she didn't deserve the life that she had but she also played a big part in killing her mum who to be fair was the one abusing her so it's a really interesting debate about whether she should be celebrated or not or whether she should just be released from prison and should just live her life quietly i want to take her story and just change like one thing about it and if we change the fact that her abuser is her mum and it's just a random person do we still have the same issue what was someone stole her when she was a baby yeah say say yeah someone someone kidnapped her uh, as a kid and she I think people are... murdered her kidnapper is the issue that it's her mum I don't think so. I think anyone who kills their abuser is going to be sort of celebrated. No, no. So what I mean is in like why we don't like her. So why people have an issue with her. Oh, right. Okay. Um, yeah, that's actually a really good point. If she was abducted when she was a really young age by some random like man, for example, and ended up killing her, uh, him. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I think that, people view exactly it differently that. and sort of celebrates her escape. Exactly. Yeah. So that's what I'm saying. So if it was uh, just a random guy kidnapped her, He's abused her, done all this kind of stuff, blah, blah, blah. She finally gets away she, by by killing him. Would we celebrate that more and be like, wow, you, that's an amazing story. You did this. You had to do such a horrific thing to get out of that situation. But because it's her no, mum, yes. is that why we see it that's differently? That's a good point. Yeah, probably. That is, that's a, that is a really good point. Is that, mm. well, that's something to stew on, listeners. Stew on that stew as we on move it. on. Yeah, if you've got an opinion on um, it, please do send us that one because I don't really know. Um, I mean, there are no, lots of stories of survivors who have to do absolutely horrific things to get out. Um, now, arguably, she had many other options and she just picked the worst one when she could have gone down other avenues. So... Uh, there are other ways that she could have done it. However, in the scenario and the situation, the life that she'd lived, was that realistic? I don't know. Yeah, maybe she said the most realistic one. I don't know. But let's move on to her romantic life. Ooh, yeah. She and Nicholas broke up very quickly after they were sentenced. Um, Gypsy kind of blamed him for everything. And Gypsy engaged in another romance with a man named Ken, who she met through the prison's pen pal initiative. Which a lot of prisons do this, and it's also a lot of how prison romances sort of come about. Um, some people actively seek to get into a relationship with prisoners. If that's your thing, power to you. Find it a bit weird. <laughs> yeah, it's a bit weird. Um, the pair got engaged in 2019, but later that same year, they announced they had split up. Three years later, in 2022, Gypsy married Ryan Scott Anderson. Um, details about how they first connected from the prison remain unclear. However, things weren't all a bed of rosy, uh, roses for Gypsy and her new husband. As shortly after their wedding, Gypsy said, it's with a heavy heart that this morning I made a decision to go ahead and file for annulment and end my marriage with Ryan. However, despite the announcement, the legal paperwork for the annulment was never filed. The pair are still married today and Gypsy plans to move in with her new husband. And if anything, it's evident that things are going very well with the pair. As online trolls have found Ryan's Instagram page and have begun harassing him, <sighs> to which Gypsy replied in his comments, which is where I think maybe she needs a bit... Uh, anyway, you can make your own mind up about this. She said, 
our family is who matters. If you don't get likes and good comments, great. If you get hate, then whatever, because they don't matter. I love you. Besides, they're jealous because you are rocking my world every night. Yeah, I said it. The D is fire. Oh. Happy wife, happy life. Fuck's sake. We said this last time. She, when she was talking to Go John, they were cringe. Like, serious yeah. cringe. They were 13-year-olds cringe. And she still is because she has, again, she like I say, she has no fucking real-life reference for what sex probably actually is and how relationships work. She's married to a guy, but he even says it himself. So I watched uh, a couple of news clips um, before we started recording, and he as uh, there was a quote from him saying something how they're really looking forward to when Gypsy gets out to like um taking her out and and doing proper couples things like she's never been out on a date to like the cinema or to a restaurant yeah you're like yeah exactly she's never done any of this stuff she is just doing what she thinks is the right way to do and like she's just lashing out at these comments and i get it i get it you're gonna lash out at it because you know she wants to defend her husband but um yeah mm. he picked... it's, it's a whole new world for her isn't it it is a whole new world for her like she has no reference it's like an alien coming down to this world and just sort of being taught football uh but they've watched um green street and they think that's how you should behave and you're like yeah you start being a hooligan all of a sudden you think no 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 no, no. that's that's not how it works that's just a weird yeah. side of it that's not relevant like don't just stop doing that you can go and watch the football and enjoy the football you can support your partner you don't need to say that the dick is fire uh like, that's weird um because he's what 37 i think he's 37 years old he's a spe- he's a yeah, special he's education older. needs teacher isn't he i looked it yeah. up he's a special education needs teacher he's 37 years old um yeah uh he's a big guy as well listen i'm not fat shaming anyone but he is big but i don't think he's like massively overweight he's just built big no nah, that guy's big look this guy's a 4xl shirt have a have a look this guy is huge and she's tiny oh yes he's he's a sizable gentleman um and she's tiny she's really really small um and i think they like he picked her up from the prison at like 3 a.m on her release day um and i think they went straight to like a hotel which is where she got that freedom selfie that she took in the hotel mirror yeah 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 um that was in the hotel um I don't know. Why Why do you think she, like, tried to annul it straight away? I don't think she has any... Like, this is where I think she needs therapy and, like, a support system around her about how the world works. I think she's been in abusive relationships her entire life that she thinks that the second things start going wrong, she's going to hit that massive panic button and blah, oh, it's over, this is crisis. Mm. No one's ever, like, worked through anything with her in, like, a rational manner, if you know what I mean. Hmm. She has a tendency, obviously, with Go John as well, like, because she's got that abusive background, she will submit to someone. She's got that yeah, exactly. submissive, she's got a submissive sort of tendency. So I wonder whether, like, acknowledging that, if she sees that and she's like, oh, no, 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 I'm not doing that again. I don't know whether that has anything to sort of any play. Yeah, I don't know. I don't really know the ins and outs of her uh, relationship, but. Do you think she'll ever just get a job? it depends how much money she makes from all these interviews and stuff i'm thinking like because you know you can't see her working in target or something can you 
No. I, I don't know. I think the media storm will eventually quiet down. And when that happens, it'll be interesting to see what she does. Mm. Yeah. Um. But yeah, anyway. What happened to Nicholas, I hear you ask? Don't worry, about to tell you. The man probably won't see the light of day again, but his legal team argues that he was being manipulated by Gypsy. At a sentencing hearing in 2019, he said, I was blindly in love. That was very much the case. Stating that his time with Gypsy was the best time of his life, he added, From the very beginning, I just knew we were soulmates. Those five days when I was actually with her, physically with her, those five days were the most intense and magical and awe-inspiring days I've ever had. Doubling down that he felt like murdering Dee Dee was the only way for him to be with Gypsy, he said, Somehow I just knew, deep within my heart, some way me and her would end up together in the end. There's no other option. We gotta do it. I wanted to make sure her mum was not going to harm her anymore. I made sure of that. Like, don't get me wrong, Nicholas wanted to rape Dee Dee and instead raped Gypsy and had, like, a awful history of sexual wrongdoings. Mm. Um, so he probably did pose a threat to the public in some way. But would he have murdered Dee Dee if Gypsy didn't ask him to? Maybe well, not. No, and and he probably wouldn't have murdered anyone. Um, that's, that's the hard... He would have just carried on jacking off in McDonald's. Yeah, he just would have continued it, to have been a bit of a sexual deviant and and be put away for things like that. Um it's it's hard to say what he would or wouldn't would or wouldn't have done, but I I do think, you know, he likely would not have killed anyone had he not been asked to do so, but that doesn't excuse the fact that he I think the, the thing about did. him he was also fixating on raping people, which I think at that point he does pose a threat to the public. Um, oh, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. We see a lot of sexual deviants that that um perform that horrific level of um crime that will get to a stage if not caught that they will harm and murder someone yeah but if you, it's interesting as well there's a video on youtube just type in nicholas gojon police interview when he was first arrested and being interviewed it's a couple of hours long i think and the woman conducting the interview with him is he didn't have a lawyer with him because i don't think he asked for one because he didn't really know how it worked um the woman doing the interviewing with him is so lovely and is so nice and is like joking about him about what happened and is sort of like being really blase about everything and he just spills everything he says absolutely everything that happened which is kind of heartbreaking because like he's a lad with autism um multiple personalities he clearly needs like medical mental help and he was i think he was a bit abused by the system in a way and everything very much got pinned on him. He was the one that plunged the knife. And I'm not he he deserves life in prison, absolutely. Or maybe life in some sort of mental health ward. But it was almost like that he became the bad guy of this whole story. When I think Gypsy I don't know, it's, it's horrible to say, but like, was he manipulated into killing Dee Dee? Some people will say yes, and people in the comments of the video of his interview strongly believe that he was manipulated and didn't deserve the sentence that he got uh i think he's manipulated yes i think he's manipulated in the sense that um he is um neurodiverse um he has his own issues that he was on medication for his parents have said that you know he he struggles with a lot of things um he i think how old was he he's like a couple of years older than her or something um but he had like the mental age of like a 16 year old or something um, yeah yeah he was so he 
he is he has issues um and so i do think yes he is manipulated by gypsy um whether it's with that much intent i don't know uh I, it's like because the argument is then it's like is she fully aware that she is manipulating him i don't necessarily think she's aware of what she's doing um but that's I, also the argument isn't it that she was being around a master manipulator for her entire life that maybe that's just what she thinks default behavior is yeah probably so that's just what she does without realizing maybe yeah so you could you know so you know in that sense is she aware of the fact she's doing it probably not um is he still being manipulated yes um but is he <sighs> yeah he is i think he is does that still mean he should like does that excuse anything no of course it doesn't um should he maybe be no, in he a, still killed someone. Uh, should he maybe be receiving some help absolutely yes um because you know he's not a neurotypical person um he has issues that he needs to work through and i i hope he is getting the help he needs in prison um Mm. yeah i do think that is important to remember is that he is um he is neurodiverse he he's um he has got problems that he's working through uh which probably led to that he, but he is also quite a sad. danger to people he is a massive danger to people so he should yeah it's it's weird but it's a shame it had to get to this point um watched, in 2022 I... he asked for a retrial sorry uh which was denied oh he did yeah yeah he asked for a retrial but it was denied wow i'm not i mean I watched an interview uh, whilst he's in prison. I think it's like four years ago, and he's like got a massive beard and he's got shaved head. Yeah, yeah, yeah. shaved like, head. Yeah, his mustache is just dripping like saliva, and I think or sweat. Yeah. It's just dripping, like almost like throffing at the mouth, and you're like, oh god. Um, would also like to point out, someone did mention when we talked about the last episode, someone had a not not had a go, but like I think they reviewed or something. They were like, please be careful. You're blaming. Neurodiverse. Oh, was that this one? Yeah, they're like you're blaming neurodiverse people uh, for crimes and stuff. I'm like, no, I'm not. <laughs> I'm not. <laughs> um, were, I think they were saying that like Gypsy's neurodiverse, and it's like there's no necessary proof that she is. Um, I don't think it, of, of of the of the gigantic list of issues that she has. In terms of the real ones, um, I don't think there are any that say that she is uh, neurodiverse or has any issues there. None that spring to mind. Nicholas, no. definitely so. Yeah, Nicholas does. We know that. Um, which is why, you know, I do have some sympathy to some degree. Um, but uh, no, no. Arguably, without without Jode gone, do you think Gypsy would have... Do you think Dee would... Like, if if, if Jode gone was around, do you think Dee would still have died eventually? Is it, one of, is it one of those that that is just the perfect storm? So without either one of them, Dee doesn't die. I think if Gypsy started communicating with someone who was a bit... I don't know how to say this, like, respectfully, because... I don't... Somewhat... I don't... I genuinely don't know how to say it. I think there are people that she could have contacted or been in contact with on dating sites that would have taken a different course of action, mm. is how I would put it. Yeah. Someone that would have just gone to the police and been like, this is happening. Yeah, that's what I mean. So, like, is it, you know, is it a perfect storm? I, I think she found the right or wrong person however you want to look at it mm. no, I think, yeah i think you're right i think you're right i don't think that it would have happened if if she'd met someone else no but there, there's a lot of sympathy out there for nicholas which 
I can understand to a degree. Um, he did desperately need help, and he sort of got. He didn't ask to be in this situation. He got brought into this situation, and he did in his head what he thought was the right thing to do because he thought he was protecting the love of his life. Mm. Which sadly was not the right thing to do. Um, can't wait for comments. <laughs> yeah. uh, anyway, as for Gypsy, as we mentioned, she's got a book coming out as well as a new di- uh, documentary, which comes out very soon. Um, so financially, she's probably going to be okay. And she's also stated that she intends to have children and to start a family, which. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinarian developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Dunno, it is I've never met the woman. I don't know what she's like now. You can only go off what you've seen in interviews, but is she in a place in her life where she will be a good mother? I, I, I suppose that's one that you'll have to wait and see when she is a mum. I don't see why not. Um, with, I mean, she knows everything not to do. Yeah, yeah, exactly that. Yeah, She knows what not to do. Um, I don't see why she couldn't be uh, a good mother and have uh, a normal life going forward with her husband and her family because, like we've mentioned, the family, the dad and the, the stepmom and that, they seem seriously very supportive. They seem very, very supportive. Um, as long as they're still there and they are a, a good influence in her life, I don't see why she can't have a normal life going forward where she can have a family of her own and bring up healthy, good kids. Um, I don't see why not. Um, the issue would be that the family distance themselves or she distances herself from the family. She splits up with the husband or something like that and she ends up being on her own yeah. again. That's, I think, where the, that, where the that, issue I think, is. I think that is the worry that um, does she know how to maintain a healthy relationship? Oh, yeah, probably not Weird. at all. But then that's probably what the last seven years in prison has been about is, you know, meeting with her, having a dad and a, a stepmom come over and, you know, know that she has a loving family, that, that you know, she can talk to people if she needs to. Yeah. Um, so that's sort of all the notes I have, but I guess the final question is what happens next for her in the next few years and also is is it safe for both herself and the public that she is outside i was speaking to a friend about this uh recently who i won't name who said that they believe that gypsy is going to get in trouble with the law again at some point in the future i don't know why they said that but they just said that's their belief which i thought was just an interesting yeah but was that belief based on anything and like what type of crimes Someone that has no idea how to act in the real world. Nah, nah, I don't know. I don't know about that, personally. 
I, I, I kind of got why they were coming from because this is a person who has never, she, she's never been in the normal world. She doesn't know what the real world is. And I think it's evident by how she's taken to social media and is responding to people and clapping back at people that she is quite a reactive person. Do I think she'll kill someone? No, I don't. No. No, not at all. I, but, I don't think she'll ever kill anyone again. I don't think she's a danger to anyone. But will she commit? I don't know. It's, it's all hypothetical, <laughs> isn't it? Yeah, got, yeah. This is, this is the beautiful thing about this case. There's so many fucking opinions on it. Well, this is the hot take section. You know, you can say what you like. If you think she will, she will. Like, you know, she may not, but you can say that you think she will. You think she will. It's just difficult because she has fans, which is ri- it's kind of worrying that when someone has fans, the second you say something bad about someone, they fucking come for you. Mm. But she's not Taylor Swift. She's someone that was abused <laughs> yeah. for years and ultimately had a massive hand in her mum's murder. Mm. I think people lose sight of the context of this case a lot. It, it is, it's a true crime case. It's not. She's not a celebrity. No, she's not a celebrity. And I think she is going to forget that. I think the best thing for her, I believe, will be do this documentary, do release your book, get your money, do six months of interviews, whatever, and then just live your life quietly. I mean, honestly, it's fascinating. We we really could come back to this again and do like a another update, a part three on this, because like you said, she's going to be having the media circus for the next few months. She's going to do interviews with people and they're going to ask her questions that she maybe doesn't know the answer to or, you know, um, can't answer in a way that is correct if that's the right way of putting yeah. it um, but the interesting time will be when the media circus finishes how does she react mm. because it will people will lose interest at some point because that's just how, how the media works yeah what does she do, what does she do then i can see her popping up on lots of podcasts oh for sure it, she's it kind of strikes me like amanda knox sim- like she's made a career out of what happened to her mm. i think gypsy could easily do the same yeah it's almost like the casey anthony um case as well isn't it i don't know if you're clued up on that um, um nothing we'll, we'll definitely do an episode on her at some point but she uh she was accused of killing her uh baby um when she's like 18 19 or something like that and um i think it was like never quite conclusive whether she did or not but um mm. she's a very divisive person and she's not made a career out of that but she's not she's doing well and arguably she wouldn't be doing that well without it. So um, for anyone else listening, if you know the Casey Anthony case, you'll probably, you'll get the reference. So I wonder if she'll do a Casey Anthony and sort of, she'll do, be relatively successful on that sense. I don't know. Um, it's like Madeline McCann's parents as well, isn't it? They've made a fucking fuck bucket yeah. load yeah. off the disappearance of her da- their daughter. I mean, yeah, that mortgage on that giant fucking mansion is paid off now. Yeah, but you can turn bad things into good things. I think to conclude for me, I am happy that Gypsy's out because I think she does deserve to have a shot at a normal life. And I genuinely hope it works for her. Like, genuinely. I do have reservations about whether it will. Mm. But I, I hope it does. Um, I also... It's weird because I don't want to feel sorry for Nicholas because he killed someone, raped someone, and is a sexual deviant. But I do think he was mistreated by the system. And I don't think he's in the right place for him if he's just in a normal prison. I think he needs better help than that. Um, I also think he was abandoned very quickly by a lot of people. Uh, but I suppose that's my two cents on it. No, that's fair. And it, it, so for for me, I'm pretty much on the same page. We we usually are when it comes to these things. Um, I do think, I, I hope, sincerely hope that she can go 
forward now and have as normal a life as possible that she can have um i hope that the next few months are not too fucking overwhelming and intense for her and i hope she can ride it out pretty okay and just get on with it now um do i agree what she's done no absolutely fucking not um could there have been another way to do it absolutely fucking yes but she's out of it now she's arguably paid her dues she's been to prison she's done her time she's out now make your fucking best of their life and i think the best thing you can do in this situation in terms of paying back is just live a good life um yeah exactly be, so, be the mom to if she's gonna have kids be the mom to her kids that her mom never was to her yeah exactly so i, I do sincerely hope that she can go forward and have a, su- a successful normal life and when i say successful i mean normal not famous she's not a celebrity like you say i hope she can go off and have a successful a normal fucking life where she can grow up have a family and just get on with it and die with money in her bank like that's fine um for go john um yeah i'm like as long as he's getting the help that he needs that's where he belongs um that sucks as much as it sucks you know uh, he did an awful thing it is what it is it's done isn't it he he, he committed an absolutely horrific crime um she it's did. the rape afterwards that makes it worse. Yeah, he wanted to rape, but like that. Yeah, exactly. Um, it's it's awful. So, uh, in terms of like, oh, I hope you do well. I'm like, yeah. He's like, he's in prison for life. He ain't getting out. So he, I, he's I just, never getting out. I just hope, hope that whilst he he's the in there, yeah, he can get the help that he kind of fucking needs and just sort of get on with it. Um, yeah. Yeah, but it must be more de- if he if he's got access to social media, which I don't know if he has. And he's seeing this woman that he claims is the love of his life talking about someone else's dick. That, that ruins a man. Yeah, yeah, it probably would. I doubt he has access to social media. Hopefully not for his own sanity. Mm. Anyway, there you go. Gypsy Rose 2. Join in next year for Gypsy Rose 3. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll see how, we'll see how it goes. And if, if we need to update again, we'll, we'll, we'll do it. Because um, you guys are absolutely fascinated by her case um we we recently were looking at our numbers and we're like hold on a minute fucking hell like why why uh we've recently blown up somewhere and it was all of you guys are listening to the, the gypsy rose episode um so we thought we'd give you guys an update on it and sort of our take on it as well um but no uh let us know your thoughts because honestly it's such an interesting case and i feel like and ev- everyone could just discuss this for hours and hours and hours on end uh, and no doubt every other podcast in the world is is doing the same thing right now um so yeah let us know your thoughts in the comments uh send us an email send us messages you know how the drill um yeah thanks for listening um napoleon part three uh soon oh, yeah <laughs> soon <laughs> i was gonna say we've had two episodes from me back to back which hasn't happened in a very long time mm. that's crazy yeah um so we may get another one out uh, before I <laughs> get to part three. Um, yeah, man, it's going to be big because there's a lot to cover. Uh, this dude's going to pretty much rule Europe for a little while um, before. Well, most of Europe. Most of Europe. P- play rule Britannia. <laughs> Laughs in British. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. So, yeah, look forward to that coming up soon. And uh, yeah, thank you very much for listening. Uh, we'll, we'll see you on the next one. Goodbye.
Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns.